0: Welcome to Champions Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Nolan Edwards. To learn more about Champions Church, visit God'sChampions.com. Lord, has the Lord been speaking to any of you this morning during the praise and worship? Has the Lord shifted maybe something in you? Yeah. I want to. I want us to open up the 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 word this morning, and we could turn to Genesis chapter eight, verse twenty-two. Genesis 8, verse 22. It says, While the earth remains seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. Let's read it together. One, two, three. While the earth remains seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. The Bible, the Bible is a book about the law of seed. Noah gets off the ark, builds an altar, burns a sacrifice, and God loves the aroma and declares this passage. How many of you have been enjoying the rainbows lately? It seems like they've been more intense. I think the Lord is, is emphasizing to us His promises still remain, and He's magnifying His promises. How many are standing on the promises of God today? And I've been enjoying these rainbows, some of the most intense I've ever seen from all the way fully formed. And I remember driving on the highway. We were coming back from a fishing trip from Tampa. And I came back, and I had to call a few people, and I said, Have, do you guys see this? And I'm reminded of the promises of God. And I can, I'm just picturing this incredible rainbow, this intense rainbow. And, and, and Noah's Ark stops, and they've been after the flood, and everything has been... Uh, been wiped out, but God's promise declares, and He declares right this passage, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and winter, cold and heat, winter and summer and day and night shall not cease. I want to talk to you this morning about the power of seed. Charles Stanley said, whatever we sow, we will reap what we sow, more than we sow and later than we sow. A seed planted will produce according to its design. An apple tree—if you plant an apple seed, it's going to create an apple tree. If you plant whatever seed, it comes out of its own kind. And if you sow an orange tree, they'll produce an orange tree. I wanted you to turn with me or look at this passage in Galatians chapter six, verse seven through eight. It says this: Galatians chapter six, and this is in the Message Bible. It says, "says uh, Don't be misled." No one makes a fool of God. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. And he'll have to show for his life, all he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response to God, letting God's Spirit do the growth work in him, harvest a crop of real life, eternal life. Now I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible in verse 7. Do not be deceived and deluded and misled. God will not allow himself to be sneered at, scorned, in other words, scorned, disdained, or mocked by mere pretensions or professions or by his precepts being set aside. He inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. For whatever a man sows that and only that is what he shall reap. Now I want us to go to Galatians chapter 6. I mean, uh, chapter 6 now and read 8 and 10, verses 8 through 10. So in the Amplified, it says this. Galatians 6, 8 through 10, Amplified. It says this. For the one who sows to his flesh his sinful capacity, his worldless worldliness, his disgraceful impulses will reap from the flesh ruin and destruction. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Can you say amen to that? Let us not grow weary. Turn to somebody and say, don't be weary. This is not a time to be weary. This is not a time to stop. This is not a time to give up. This is a time to sow and to sow rightly. To sow. Let us not grow weary or become discouraged in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap if we will not give in, if we will not quit, if we will not give up. Keep sowing. Keep sowing righteously. So then, verse 10, so then while we as individual believers have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, not only being helpful, but also doing that which promotes their spiritual well-being, and especially be a blessing to those in the, of the household of faith, those born-again believers. Turn, to, turn around and see the born-again believers around you. That is to, to, we're not to withhold from one another. We are to do good. We are to sow. Then it says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 But first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, the attitude and character of God, and all these things will be given to you. The kingdom of heaven is a place. Say with me, a place. The kingdom of God is a method. The kingdom of heaven is a place. The kingdom of God is a method. It's a process. It's a right alignment. It is how God does things. It's how kingdom flows. It's we're in the kingdom. We're in His kingdom. We flow, and we don't flow uh, out of the precepts and the the, the, uh, how this world flows. But we're out of this world. We're ambassadors. Of the kingdom of heaven we're ambassadors and we take the kingdom rule and we bring it to earth and the bible says for us to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness god's way of doing things and being right it works all the time and how many of you know that when it comes to righteousness when it comes to sowing seeds and sowing in righteousness that we are righteous. Say with me, I am righteous. Say with me, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Because that's who you are. So then what are we supposed to sow? Seeds of what? Righteousness. No longer are we to walk into the world, do things of the world. Uh, we walk in the world, but we're not in the world, of the world. We're of a righteous place, to sow seeds of righteousness. I want us to read in Hosea chapter 10, verse 12. Do you guys not have these notes? Isaiah 10, verse 12, do you have that? Something happened with our our note structure, but that's okay. Just follow. Hosea chapter 10, verse 12. He says, I said, plant the good seeds of righteousness... This is God speaking to us. Plant the good seeds of righteousness, and you will harvest a crop of love. Plow up the hard ground of your hearts, for now is the time to seek the Lord, that he may come and shower righteousness upon you. How many want a shower of righteousness from God himself? This is a time not to be distracted. Like never before in history, do not be distracted. Do not be deceived in this time. The Bible says in the end times, the love of many will grow cold. And they will cease to sow righteously or walk in a standard of righteousness, but they will be led astray by the whims and the the cries and the things of the world. And they will be led astray. But let me tell you something. That God will hold you fast, and there is a there is this. This is a time for us to sow righteously. This is a time for us to not lose sight and to stay focused and be that uh, one of the. Ten, out of the ten virgins, there were five that filled their, their lamps with oil, and there were other five that that they were just going about their business. But the lands, the ones that were filling their li- their lives up with oil, their lamps full up with oil, they were ready. They were anticipating. They were living as if Jesus could come any time. And how many know that Jesus can come at any point, at any time? It says in 2 Corinthians verse 9 and 10, now he who provides seed for the sower and bread for food will provide and multiply your seed for sowing, that is your resources, and he incre- and increase the harvest of your righteousness, which shows itself in active goodness, in kindness, and love. How many want your seeds multiplied so righteously? See a need. And sow into it. It says in Psalm verse 1, 1 through 3, Oh, the joys are those who do not follow the wicked advice and stand around with sinners or join with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They are like the trees planted along the river bank, bearing fruit in each season. Here's the one I'm trying to tell you is, when you flow and sow in seeds of righteousness and you're planted you have the word planted in you, you're sowing those seeds in your life and you're declaring them, you're sowing them into your future by your declaration, by planting them in and not just being a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. What happens is, is you become like the tree planted by the water that bears fruit in each season. And then it, we go back to 2 Corinthians and then he provides the seed for the sower and bread for food and will provide him Uh, provide and multiply your seed for sowing in each season. 2 Chronicles 16, verse 9, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, so that he may support those whose heart is completely his. Last week, one of the things that was emphasized in our service was that the Lord is standing at the heart door of the church. In the book of Revelation, he says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And he's calling us to this. He says, will you let me in? And that's an in-time church. That's an in-time prophecy for that we're actually walking out today. And there's, a ch- there's the church that is like the remnant that's on fire for God the ones that are pursuing him, that are sowing righteously, and there's the ones that are just kind of going through the motions. And then they're living like the world, and then they're trying to live like God. There's so many ways that we can sow righteously. And it begins with our thought life, because then your thought life becomes your action life. Your thought life becomes your action life. For as a man thinketh in his heart, that's who he is. So the, the one of the things that you can begin to sow righteously is to change your thinking so that it lines up with what God says to do, what God says about you, you become, what God uh, initiates, what you actually something begins to happen, actually, you begin to hear his voice. And some of you say, well, I want to hear the voice of God. Well, are you sowing righteously in your thought life? Because until you sow his word into your heart, into your thought process, into who you are, then so how's, the, how's the Lord going to speak to you unless you're into his word? Because his word is what speaks to you. And that's why you hear his voice. And so we sow righteously. One of the first things we need to make sure we righteously sow in our life is our thinking, because Bible says we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. You can't think the old same thoughts with a renewed life. You have a brand new life. It's like it's like uh, it's like it's like um, God's given us the ability, and I've used this before, He's given us the opportunity to, to step into mansion life, but yet we still, through His blood, through Jesus Christ's blood, we now step into the throne room. We're now covered by the blood, and we are we're brand new. But we can't take the old life and still try to bring it into the new life. We have new programming. We need to follow it. The Word of God. It's a, it'll be a, 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 it's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Go back to Psalm chapter 1. You shall be like a tree planted by the water that bears much fruit in each season. Why? Because you're meditating on the Word of God. Is anybody tracking with me? Sowing righteously, following kingdom principles. Okay, Captain Obvious in the room. How do you follow kingdom principles? By following the kingdom manual word of God. And in this day, in this hour, listen to me. You think, Pastor Nolan, that's just really simple. Yeah, but let it become profound to your heart and to your thinking because there will be, it says in um, uh, I don't have it right here quickly. It says that there will be deceivers of those who are not rooted and grounded in the word of God in the last day. They'll be easily swayed. They'll be easily moved. They'll be shaken. They'll be able to be moved off of their point of course. And I want you to know something. Keep sowing in the Word of God. Keep sowing righteously because you're going to receive a harvest, a blessing. Freedom. Power. Anointing. Through his word. So righteously, another way we so righteously is in prayer. What you pray today, if you haven't, you need to begin, if you're not a prayer warrior, become one. Because every one of us are designed to be prayer warriors to pray. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous, it availeth much. It availeth much. And it's an amazing thing because it was actually God's directive, God's directive for Elijah to pray But it's an interesting thing is that God wasn't going to do it until he prayed. But yet it was God's directive. And there's some things in your life that you need to sow righteously in prayer so that tomorrow and the next day you'll receive the harvest from your prayer. Because until you sow into that prayer time, you're not going to receive the harvest because you sow nothing. There's time for seed and harvest, but I want you to understand, I want to be able to receive something in every season, so I'm going to pray into the next season, and then I'm going to keep receiving with the, the answered prayer catching up to me in every season. I'll be like the tree planted by the water that bears much fruit, and I'm also going to be receiving according to what my prayed in. And how many of you know it's an amazing thing to receive something that you prayed for? to see it happen to see it manifest that is a blessing from God that is a highlight upon your life that is you see you hear and and God points out and he says i need you to pray and like never before in our country right now we need to not be silent we need not to be quiet and we need to recognize the time that we're in because we need to pray we need to pray because let me tell you something this isn't about this isn't about uh, Republican, Democrat, this is not normalcy. This is about good and evil. This is about a great reset or a great awakening. And which one are you going to be a part of? I want you to understand that today. I'm going to show you probably next week some of the things that are happening on in-time on prophecy in the book of Revelation and where we're at right now and that Jesus really can come anytime. And I want you to know that there's this guy, there's this guy named, uh, uh, I was sharing it with some of our prayer team this last week, that they, some of them call, even uh, President Obama and some of these others in the World Economic Forum, they actually call this guy the prophet. He's actually their head advisor. And he's being publicized in many places. And he's anti-God and he's anti-Christ. He literally says that Christ and His resurrection is fiction. Fiction. That we don't need God. We're going beyond God. We we need to move. Um, I'll just play for you some of the videos. But he's on CNN. He's on 60 Minutes. He's driving the World Economic Forum. He's their number one advisor. He's homosexual and he's married to a man. My point is, my point is today, well there's a lot of points to be made there. You need to know who you are and whose you are and keep sowing righteously. Sow the word in you that you may not be deceived in this hour. Because the deception is real. They, wanted, they want to literally dissolve. America is the last bastion of freedom. And our constitution is in their way. And everything about it is based on the, on the foundation of Christ. Well, not everything, but a lot of it is founded by... uh, How many of you know that God blessed America and its institution? God, uh, our forefathers actually made covenant with God, and God hasn't lost that covenant. But there's many who are trying to walk away from that covenant, which was written out in the Constitution. What's happening worldwide folks, what's happening worldwide, please do not be blind to it. And believe me, you won't be because next Sunday I'll reveal several things to you. And many of you will have your jaw on the ground that I haven't talked to already and and we've talked about in prayer. But you need to be awakened to the hour in which we live. Because there is an antichrist movement going on around the world. But how many of you know the church is still here? And since God is for us, who can be against us? No weapon formed me can prosper, formed against me can prosper. But I need to stay sowing righteously as a righteous one in this hour. I don't need to be a part of the problem. I need to be a part of the solution. To me, a Christian who's living double life is a part of the problem. And not a part of the answer. You're living confusion. And you can't live half of the time, part-time. Listen, you can't be a part-time believer and expect a full-time Savior. And it begins, let's go back, sowing righteously. We are not of this world, but we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. Romans 12, 1 and 2. You can't think any way you want and live a victorious life. You can't meditate on the 50 hot women you saw this week and meditate on the Word of God. I'm going to pick on men for a minute. I can pick on ladies too. Listen, my point is stay focused. Reject thoughts that are not of the word of God. Sow seeds in your heart and your spirit that are of right standing with God. Reap the harvest that a blessing. Um, I love the passage of 2 Chronicles that for the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth so that he may support those whose heart is completely his. Wow. So that he can support those whose heart is completely his. So I'm going to just tell you, Captain Obvious in the room again, if you're not as, I'd be kind of concerned that I don't have God's full support. How about you? Do you want God's full support? Well, I just read, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, so that He may support those whose heart is completely His. Now, I know that we're in a season of grace, but let me just tell you something. We don't take God's grace and just go, whatever. Let me tell you the heart of that passage is still real today. And my, my I go back to 2 Corinthians 9:10. He provides seed for the sower and bread for food and will provide multiply your seed for sowing. That is your resources and increase the harvest of your righteousness. This lines up with 2 Chronicles 16:9 in my opinion which sows itself in acts of goodness, kindness, and love. You're about goodness, kindness, and love. I'm sowing righteously. I'm sowing in my spirit. I am standing by the tree planted by water that bears much fruit. Well, because the Word of God is in me, and I'm meditating on it. I'm sowing in it day and night. I'm not swayed. I'm not dissuaded or persuaded any other way but God's way. And I give, and I love, and I sow righteously into others' lives. And I will not stop. Listen, you're going to have an opportunity to be persuaded and dissuaded because they want to dismantle society as we know it. Understand that. They want to reject God. And you're going to be standing there to say, no, but God is real and He's in my heart. Or are you? This one world order, this one world order is very real. And it is a precursor to the Antichrist. I guarantee you the Antichrist is already on the earth today. He will be revealed in due time. But everything you look in the timing of the birth of Israel to today and all these different things, this is all precursor, and I'm getting into next week's message, but let me tell you something. It's all precursor to the coming of Jesus Christ. Do not be slumbered. Do not sleep. Sow righteously and keep sowing righteously. Firm yourself up with the Lord. If you need to cry your eyes out, cry your eyes out, as it says in James, and serve the Lord with all your heart. Because Jesus is coming. I guarantee you, soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. And some of you in this place go, wait, 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 wait. I want to do this first, I don't want to do this, I want to do this. And listen, yeah, we need to be busy, we need to be active, we need to be proactive. We need to be like going after and bringing the kingdom to to the earth. But let me tell you something. Part of us need to be saying, Jesus, even so come today. Don't lose focus. Don't lose sight. Know the time at that which you live. Talk another about another type of sowing. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 10 through 16. Everybody okay? Let me real quickly say don't miss next week and bring somebody with you. It'll be an eye opening for many of you. We are in the end times. And some of you will see that even plainer and clearer next week. We are there. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 10 through 16. So when he went to Zarephath and as he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow I'm talking about. <clears throat> talking about Elijah. And as he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks and he asked her, would you please bring me a little water and a cup? And as she was going to get it, he called her and bring me a bite of bread too. She said, I swear by the Lord, your God, that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I only have a handful of flour left in a jar and a little cooking oil at the bottom of the jug, and I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meat, and then my son and I are going to die. That's pretty straightforward. We're, we're done. We don't have any other sources. We're it. This is it. And you're asking for it? Really? But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you said, but make a little bread for me first. Say, what? <laughs> you don't know what I was say? Say, what? <laughs> I mean, I, I just told you we're going to eat this, and then we're planning to die because we don't have any resources. He says, no, 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 make, make a little for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. Now listen, I want you to hear this. For this is what the Lord says. Some of you need to hear what the Lord says this morning about where you are right now in your life. You need a fresh word from the Lord today. The God of Israel says, there will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops will grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. And there was always enough Flour, verse 16, there was always enough. Say it with me, always enough. There was always enough for uh, flour and olive oil left in containers, just as the Lord had promised from Elijah. Always enough. Elijah looked at the widow of Zarephath and said, Bring me a little meal first. She says, I have just enough for me and my son. And Elijah at that point didn't say, oops, my bad. I'm sorry. I I didn't realize that. Oh, wrong house. Wrong address. Have you ever had God ask you to do something? You say, I think you've got the wrong address. But I'm telling you what she said. And I mean, Elijah didn't say, oh, you're right. I got the wrong address. My bad. You only have a little. Don't worry about it. No, he says, bring me some first. Instead, he looked at her and began to paint the picture of harvest in mind. I want you to see the harvest, he says, and you're going to have more than enough until it rains. Elijah was saying to her, what you bring to me will be the seed so that throughout the famine you will not lack. The widow used what she had in her possession. Let me ask you the question. What do you Have in your possession. When you use it for God, God does something. He multiplies. The law of seed means something that you have been given. It's tangible, it's quantified, will create anything else you have been promised. So, talents, money, time, your love, acts of kindness gifts in a team effort there will never be a day. i want you to understand this today there will never be a day in your life that you have nothing hear me some of these is going to set you free today and maybe get you on a process of thanksgiving And rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, because you never, ever have nothing. You always have something. Here's the key for the kingdom thinking and alignments. Always take inventory of your seeds instead of your needs. Always take inventory of your seeds instead of your needs, because there's always something that you have. Even if you have nothing in your pocket, you have something here to give. Come on, somebody, you have seeds of righteousness to sow, even if you have nothing here. The widow of Zarephath was wallowing in her situation and was giving in to the circumstances when Elijah showed up, said to do, to do something that made no sense to her at first. He encouraged her to give it to the Lord by giving it to him, and he, and she will have... Not only enough for today, but for tomorrow and the next day as well. Another way to say it is this. Never inventory what you are missing in your life. Study what you already possess. I'm going to say that again. Never inventory what you are missing in your life. How many times do we go around and say, I don't have this, I don't have that, and one day I'm going to have this, and when I have that, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. Well, what do you got now? How can you sow now? Some of you go, I've got this great ministry that God's given me. Wonderful. What are you doing now? Well, I'm just waiting for it to all. Yeah, are you faithful in the little things? Are you faithful in just being a servant in the house? Before you have your big ministry. How are you sowing now? so never inventory what you're missing in your life we don't want to get stuck on what we're missing we want to walk and focus on what we have I love the the teaching on hope you see because there's in the kingdom of God there's no such thing as a hopeless situation just hopeless people and usually you're a hopeless people when you start focusing on what you don't have instead of what you possess Because when you know what you possess, first of all, the King of kings and the Lord of lords lives within me. Then anything can change at any time. But my undivided attention is in him and for him and with him. And I will not give up. I trust him completely. Everyone in this room has some type of seed to plant right now in the kingdom of God in order to produce a harvest. Something you have been given will create anything else you have been promised. Right now, whatever it is, how big that vision is, whatever it is, that big dream, there's something that you have right now that you possess that's going to lead to what you've been promised. It's in your hand already. Begin to cultivate it, begin to give it away. Sow seed righteously. Sow seed in prayer. Sow seed in the word. Some of you have been prophesied financial, uh, great financial breakthroughs, great financial uh, wealth is coming to you in the kingdom. But let me tell you something. Get used to giving out of what you currently have now. I've had some of those prophecies over my life. And one of the things that we're endeavoring to do is to give and to give and to give and know that God will give us insight for the more. He'll give us insight. I want to be in God. I want to be the ones that God looks and he says, they're wholeheartedly mine. Here's my support. Here's my blessing. I would love it if everybody in this congregation took the challenge to one day, my goal is to give 90% of my income away and live on 10 Come on now. You're like, don't include me in that prayer. Why not? What if the 10% you make right now, I mean, what if that 10% is 100 times more than you're making right now and you're giving away 90%? You got to change the way you think. I actually believe that God would love to have almost everyone in the room be an entrepreneur. For one, you're not st- sitting around waiting for the government to give you a check. And eventually, they're going to require of you more than you want to give to get that check. Matter of fact, why don't you renounce your faith and we'll give you a check? That day's coming. That day's coming. If you renounce your faith, we'll give you a check. Otherwise, you don't get anything. Matter of fact, just wear this underneath you. We'll know everything we need. we'll release it when you walk through the door. Otherwise, you get nothing. That technology is here right now. World Economic Forum it has a company and it's a little it's, it's a little Tylenol pill, that transists it's a transistor. I'll show you the company next week. So I, I would say so righteously and to let God take care of you supernaturally. I'm just telling you. Where were we? Zarephath, widow. Elijah, something you've been given will create anything else you've been promised. How do you plant seed? With joy and expectation. I love it. How many of you remember Oral Roberts? Older generation, yes. Younger ago. Is that, is that cough medicine? What is that? Oral Roberts? <laughs> no, he's a great move of God, man of God, healing miracles. And there's this university named after him that he started, Oral Roberts University, Oklahoma. Oral Roberts was asked what the, his secret to successive ministry, he said, saving my seed for a desired result. Learn to give your seed an assignment. Learn to give your seed an assignment. Wrap expectation around your seed and give your seed an assignment. It says in 2 uh, Corinthians 9, 6 through 9, it says, Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give and, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. I, I love that. He will generously provide all you need. Last time I looked, God owns everything. God, can you cash a few of those cows on the, that one of the thousand hills for me today? says, sure. Got you. Actually, they're, they're going to stay there. I'll just provide. By the way, did you know that the Bible says the gold is mine and the silver is mine? The Lord says that in Haggai? And how many of you know that in 19, 1971, he did not like that we went the gold and silver standard and we went to the federal reserve which is neither federal nor reserve it's a central bank it's a one world order bank and so then they're able to take finances and to apply them and to actually uh, make cash on nothing just give it away and in that they've been hiring hiring politicians for years to do what they want them to do, and so it didn't matter if you were re, if you were actually going Republican or Democrat, because either way, they were both bought out by the same organization. Bing. So it's coming soon, I believe before the end of the month, that thing called the Federal Reserve is crashing, and there's going to be a return to the gold and silver standard. Just giving you a little highlight next week. Why? God says the gold is mine, silver is mine. And it actually you put things in a financial perspective. God doesn't do things on nothing. He does something on something. And, and, and gold and silver have been his calling card, so to speak. A financial system and support. I don't know if you guys realize this, but 50 years, it's been 50 years since 1971 and in the same year, 1971, Roe versus Wade was uh, begun had uh, the same year in 1971, 50 years ago, also was um, uh, the World Economic, World Economic Forum was created and we also left the silver and gold standard all in the same year 50 years ago. Wouldn't that be amazing if 50 years after that, the Roe versus Wade collapses, is, is turned over. Oh, it already happened. And then there is a return to the gold and silver standard 50 years later. And then there is a dissolving of the World Economic Forum. Wouldn't that be interesting? And did you know that we're entering into a year of jubilee in, 50 at in September 25th? I'm just highlighting a few things to you. Where are you sowing your seed? Because I want God's attention in this season. I want to live, you see, because you can't expect to sow seeds in the flesh and then reap a harvest of blessing in the spirit. So I want an overflow in the spirit. I want an overflow. I want to be where God wants me to be. I want to hear his voice. I want to sow that. And with what God's given me, I want to sow in that. Anything that God's given me that he wants and he calls on me for, I'm going to say, not who me, you got the wrong address, but oh, yes, sir. When? How? Show me. Does anybody say amen to that? Is that you? When do you plant seed? You know, it, it talks in the book of e- Ecclesiastes, it's talking about if you wait for perfect timing, those who watch and wait for favorable winds never plant, and those who watch and fret over every cloud never harvest. You can no more predict the path of the wind, and then you can explain how a child's bones are formed in a mother's womb. Even more, you will never understand the workings of God who made all things. Get up early to sow your seed and in the evening find worthling, worthwhile things to do. For you never know which will profit you. Maybe this, maybe that, maybe both. That's Ecclesiastes eleven, four through six. So let me let me give you this. You guys got five more minutes? Or do you want to go watch football? Okay. The doesn't start till one, so you're good. And the Buccaneers don't start till eight twenty, and that's when they lose to the Cowboys. So you don't even have to watch. You just already know they lost. <laughs> Go Cowboys. Whatever. You know, you know, in 20 years in, of eternity, quote unquote, 20 years of eternity, how many going to remember who won what Super Bowl? We don't care. I don't care. What? <laughs> just a game. It's fun to talk about them. When you see a need, and wh- when, do you, when do you sow? When you see a need, and here's the big one, when God says so. Obedience is better than sacrifice. But God, I worship you, I worship you, I worship you, I love you, I love you. And this is important because, man, that God inhabits the praise of his people. I've been in some amazing praise services where God shows up and everybody's wrecked for good, right? So I love that. It's important. Don't forsake. The Bible says even, in the, he says, even more so when the time is more approaching, don't forsake the assembly of yourselves. So I'm proud of you for being here today to worship the Lord. Yet, it's got to go beyond our praise in the house. It's got to go in our obedience on Monday. It's got to go our obedience on Tuesday. It's got to be um, when God asks us to give something that we say, whoa, that's bigger than me. He says, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm calling that to order. I need that. He says, yeah, but you say, but yeah, well, uh, wait. We only have enough for this, and then we die. <laughs> he says, whoa, whoa, whoa. Trust me with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge me, and I'll make your path straight. I got you covered. I just want to make sure that you're willing to give this right here, and then I will provide. Matter of fact, you can't outgive me. In Genesis chapter 26, Scripture talks about a time when there was a great famine in the land and there had been a drought for many years and the, the people were struggling to survive and God told Isaac to take a step of faith and plant his crops anyways. What? In a drought? Plant my crops? I'm not stupid. I know, but I, neither am I and I'm telling you to do it. And he goes, yes, sir. Now, people may think you that doesn't make sense and that's stupid. There's no way to wa- the water the crops, dude. What are you planting for? The, God told me to. Isaac could have said, God, have have you seen the conditions lately? Have you checked the weather report? Do you realize it hasn't rained in years? Nothing's going to grow, but God's his plan. Isaac could have looked at things in the natural and talked himself right out of it, but instead Isaac had a bold obedience. And we need a bold obedience in this hour, folks. Man, we need a bold obedience. Quit being passive Christians. Quit being weak-kneed Christians. Quit acting like you don't have the answer and that God's not for you and that God is uh, weakling. Let me tell you something. If God asks you to do it, do it and trust Him for the outcome. Quit acting like a victim and be a victor. Come on. Bunch of weenies. Quit doing that. You are what you eat. Quit eating hot dogs. I had a great one yesterday. It was delicious. But man, we got to muscle up here. Quit acting like you don't have God on your side. Quit acting like you don't have an answer. Quit acting like King Jesus isn't ruling and reigning. Because He is. So act like it. Still like me? I'm not calling you and he just the ones who aren't here today. <laughs> All right, think about it. You can imagine the friends of Isaac saying, Isaac, what in the world are you doing? Do you realize nothing's going to grow in a drought? But Isaac didn't discourage. He didn't listen to the naysayers. He just kept planting. And what was he doing? He was sowing a radical seed. What happened? He reaped a radical harvest. And the scripture says in the same year in the famine, he received 100-fold return. I would encourage you, if God tells you to do it, you might want to do it. Some of your destiny is waiting for your obedience. One of these days I'll serve God. Do it now. Do it now. The conditions don't have to be perfect. The economy doesn't have to be booming for you to be blessed. You don't have to have the most education, the most talent, All the odds can be against you, but when God asks you to do something and you don't argue or make excuses, you just do it, that's when miracles happen. Like Isaac, have the attitude that says, God, I don't understand it, but I'm going to sow a seed anyway because there's power in that seed. There's power in this seed. There's power in this seed. When God Forms the seed. I don't know if you guys realize this, but there's something science can never do. They've tried is to create a seed. They've tried to actually, but there's, it's not possible. Only God can. And when God births something in your heart, God can only plant, make you create. Only God could have created a seed. the they, Scientists actually go, wow. So much for things just happening. There's no God. You take a look at a seed and it tells you, oh no, there's a God. So you take the seed that God gives you and you know it's Him because the Holy Spirit breathes fire. His presence is what we want. And he says, give that seed. Plant that seed. Watch what I do. Miracles happen. Why? Because he's the miracle working God. For with God, all things are possible Him who believes. And I encourage you to answer the phone. God's calling you. Let's stand. Hallelujah. Who is that? Someone help them turn off their phone. Who is that? All right. God bless you. as you try and figure out your device, anybody receive this word today? Listen, I just sense it's so close to the heart of God today to stay pure, sow in righteousness, and look for opportunities to sow, and most importantly, listen for his voice and obey and so what he tells you to sow and watch God do the rest he's so good he is so good so good i'm going to ask our prayer team to come anybody have words of knowledge in the team today uh, you got one michael here here's a. any of our team have uh, words of knowledge, even Brianna, TJ, any of our guys, some of you guys that flow in our youth group, I mean, uh, Extreme Team, come over here. If you got something, give it to me. Um, Just let me know. Real quick, I, um, hip and elbow is the pain that I was, hip and elbow. And then what I heard the Lord say, there's several in here that you feel like you've been passed by, that you don't feel like you measure up. And I feel like the Lord said that he wants to to change that in your heart today. Anybody else? That's, well, that's a big one. God, don't pass me by. I sense there's someone here, as he said that, I sense there's someone here that you're like, I'm just a pain. I've only been a pain you know Jabez was given the name Jabez meaning a lot he's like which means pain means like it's not you know and in the Old Testament uh, your name carried meaning it carried like what your named was really important and he didn't like his name I and mean, he says God I just pray that you'd make me a blessing and I just, and God did, prayer of Jabez, Lord, I want to be a blessing. Well, I, I just since the Lord wants you to come forward today. If you think he's passed you by, but you also think I'm just somebody that nobody wants, and I'm a pain. I've always been a pain, and I, I don't want to be a pain anymore. I want to be a blessing. I want to sow righteously. Maybe you're away from God. You don't know Him or you're used to. And you're like, you're walking in the wrong identity. You're walking in what the world or somebody has said about you, not what your Father declares over your life. You're my son and I love you. You're amazing. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. So if you need a shift in your life, and a shift in your identity. As strange as that might sound, I think it's very real to several in this room. I I invite you to come and have someone pray for you today. Need healing in your body. Jesus, provide at the cross. It is finished. By his stripes, we are healed. Receive the healing today. Receive it. So, Father, we thank you for your word. Let it so resonate within our hearts and lives. Lord, not a word that we forget, but a word that we apply to become, to be accurate representations of Christ on the earth. Oh, in this hour, in this time of history, that we finish strong. We finish strong. That when Jesus, you come in the clouds and you rapture, you take up, the Bible says, you take up the church that we we anticipated. We live our life as if you're, as if you're coming today. Another soul, Lord, another soul, another righteous sowing of my life. In Jesus name. May we capture, may we capture. The importance of sowing seed that you've given us. There's not a day in our life, may we always remember, there's not a day in our life that we have nothing. We always have something to sow. Help us to hear your voice, to sow it rightly. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to Champions Church Sermon of the Week. Be sure to subscribe for more content each week. If you'd like to learn how you can partner with us, visit godschampions.com.